breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. On a one seven FM seven ten Kiel, Mike and McCarty. Yeah, earlier this week we were talking about um the Mona Lisa and the Mona Lisa traveling. Yeah. <laughs> I turn on my mic, don't I? I, I wasn't going to say anything. It's all right. <laughs> uh and, and the security and I thought, you know, okay, if you steal the Mona Lisa, what are you going to do with it? I know. I know. I mean, you can't post it on Facebook. Look what I've got. Exactly. You can't put it on eBay. Highest bidders on the eBay. The original Mona now, Lisa. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is this idiot thinking that stole the ruby slippers from Wizard of Oz? I, I think there's an underground, an, an underbelly of people that deal in this stuff. And, yes. and so they'll, yes. he'll he'll actually post and get a million dollars. You'll get involved in that underbelly world. There are the, whole organized underground auctions for stolen things, like you, art and can memorabilia. Can you give me that website? I, oh, can yeah. you give me that website, <laughs> <So>, Ruben? <laughs> yeah, you can't just go look it up online. No, 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 no. You Is have it like you got to be in a loop. The dark web. Yeah, you get, well, you got to, yeah, kind of, I guess. You Is it more secret than the dark web even? And no. No. Okay. <laughs> you just, you got to know the right people. You got to be connected with the right folks. It's like the secret knock to get in the veto poker game. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. I got you. So you can't just search <laughs> stolen <laughs> ruby slippers from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, no. Stolen movie memorabilia auction. No. Yeah, right. it's not going to pop yeah. up. Right. No. Here's the leather jacket that was worn in Greece. <laughs> we stole it. But you know, you, you put little dings out there to the right element okay and then the word would would spread but i think you'd i mean you're trying to sell the mona lisa for crying out loud i think you'd get caught with that one somehow i I mean i would i would think the ruby slippers would be the same thing now there were more than one pair that's the thing there's several ruby slippers there were more than right and i was surprised it was uh when i saw them at the smithsonian Mm -hmm. um it's just slippers with the what are those called? The sewn onto them, the little sparkly oh, things. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, what are those called? Uh, Crap, rhinestones. <laughs> no, not Maybe. rhinestones. Oh, it's just little plastic that they make things shiny, like oh, a glittery okay. dress. Okay. I, I remember one time for Halloween, my mother thought that that would be a good a- outfit for me. You know, Dorothy from the sure. Wizard of Oz. Sure. I wanted nothing to do with anything that had to do with a dress. <laughs> Or high heels, <laughs> I never did. You sound like my daughter. I never yeah. did. No. I want you know. I want to be a superhero. I'll be Batgirl or something like that. But no, I'm not wearing a dress like that we, to go yeah. walk around in. We no. tried like the American Girl dolls mm-hmm. when when uh, Micah was very very young. Yeah, she just wasn't interested. She wasn't now, I, interested in dolls. I liked Barbie because I liked the Barbie Dream House. I thought that was cool. Because you, you know, and nobody had to share a bedroom. I have, there's six kids in my house. You know, everybody's sharing bedrooms. Barbie's got her own bedroom. Barbie's got her own room. Ken's got his own room. fantasy world. And how does Ken spend the night in the Barbie dream house? And that's not wrong. Well, because he didn't have any, well. Oh, oh. He was flat chested? Yeah. Okay. He was flat chested yeah. okay. and flat everywhere else. Oh. 
I never even noticed that. I never even realized that well, of course Ken not. had no. You're not supposed to. Okay, I was a for kid. Crying out loud. But if I could have one toy back that I had as a child, it's my Barbie dream house. Oh man, I had oh. a collection of cars. Oh. Uh, the original like Matchbox cars mm-hmm. and Corgi cars. Oh, oh yeah. Good stuff. I Good stuff. Have yeah. Those back. Mm. Well, apparently there's there's something going on with A Train. They were scheduled to play at Mudbug Madness. I think there was a special uh, a special night, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. It's called Mudbug Madness Rewind. Yep. And there were uh, some bands getting together to perform. And uh, A-Train was scheduled, and now they're not. It's a big kerfuffle. Big, yeah, a big hootie-doo going on. Mm-hmm. We'll talk with Terry Matthews with Mudbug Madness to uh, explain what is going on. Coming up next, Mike and McCarty. one By the way, the word I was looking for was sequins. Thank you. That's the, it. Yeah. The, the, the sequins were just okay. sewn onto a shoe mm-hmm. for the ruby slippers. They look yeah. kind of cheesy when you see them in real life, but on camera, they looked amazing. Mm-hmm. 101.7 FM, 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline with Mudbug Madness, Terry Matthews. Terry, what's your official title? What's you? Are you the head bug? What, what's... Queen of Mudbug Madness? I, I like it. I am. I am the head bug. The head, the head, or, or some people call me Bug Boss. Bug Boss is Bug good. Boss. I like that. Yeah, Bug Boss of Mudbug Madness. Well, we've got kind of a you're kind down of, in the you're down in the mud today. Yeah, kind of an issue going on. A train scheduled to perform at your Mudbug Madness Rewind Night, which is tonight, by the way, next Thursday. That's no, what I next said. Thursday. Next Thursday. <laughs> next Thursday. Guys, not this weekend. No. It's next weekend. Right. Uh, I'm trying to rush it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is time to change. Terry, this is not this is not a good look, is it? Tell us what happened. What's going on? Well, first of all, let me say that there um, is no one more disappointed in, in um, the fact that A-Train's not performing at Mud Bug Madness than we are. Because we had... Uh, when we came up with this uh, idea of opening a night early and having a rewind night, um, you know, that was our idea, and we were very excited. And we worked really, really hard to organize it and promote it. We reaching out to, to bands and bringing... You had a few interest. local bands scheduled that yeah. uh, get back together from you know, yeah. the old days, if you will. It was A-Train. Who else was scheduled or is scheduled? Uh, the Boomers and the Crawdads, right? And we were and very excited, very excited. Had already started advertising, promoting heavily, put a lot of time and effort and money into it. But we promoted it as a reunion night of bands, and um, and that was our intention from the beginning. And it was our idea to have reunion bands. That's why we called it Rewind Night. And um, then it came to our attention just through the grapevine a couple of weeks ago that A-Train had booked a reunion performance four days before their performance at Mudbuck. And um, so it negated our efforts of having them be a reunion performance um, since they were going to do that four days earlier. But now... And so so we... um, so we had to move forward. We had to make, you know, we put it before the board and the board was like, no, that's not what we 
That was not our intention. But was, isn't that a private show they're doing? A, yeah. It wasn't open to the public, was it? Well, it's a large private show. To a the tune of how many show. how many people are they anticipating for that private show? One of the band members told me over 300 people. Okay. That's a small concert. Now, now, wait a minute, Terry Matthews, Mudbug Madness Queen. Does your contract prohibit that? It does not, but it also doesn't say we can't cancel. Did you try to work something out with them to try to negotiate kind of, hey, let's let's fix this? Um, yeah, and like I said, you know, I told you yesterday, Aaron, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go in the weeds. This is our statement. We're... Um, we're even telling people, hey, if you want to see A-Train, get in touch with them. Maybe you can get in their little private party. I mean, we're look, like I said, nobody is more disappointed than we are. But we've moved forward with a good show, and, you know, the show must go on. And, is this fixable uh, between now and then? Could they move that private show to, like, the following Saturday night, and that would fix it? Well, yeah, we we asked, we had asked them. Um, we, we didn't get... Um, we didn't get much communication after we told them that we were unhappy. Gave them a couple, uh, you know, called them, said, hey, you know, our board is about to vote on this. They're not happy. And um, and then it just, the communication kind of went silent. Um, well, not kind of. The communication went silent. I, I, I know, I know you, you, you know, you and the board feel like that, you know, that negates your personally and and this is all i know about it is what what would you know what i've heard this morning um god terry i don't think so i think this i think it would still be a fantastic show there are uh, thousands of people that will show up that won't have the opportunity to see the private party and we're excited to see a train and, and it'll be a reunion for them and and i think i don't think it would negate mudbug madness's you know impact at all well, you know, there's a lot of, and I understand that, Mike. I understand where you're coming from, um, uh, uh, you know, but but what what we ask people to understand is there are a lot of more details, many of them financial, that we put into it, um, mm-hmm. that it's just, it, it was not professionally done. It was, it was. It was not professionally done. We don't feel it was um, ethically done. Um, and, um, you know, the fact that we weren't even aware of it, we heard from the, through the grapevine. Um, while we had put some money into, you know, things like plane tickets and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's, like I said, there's a lot more details. We don't want to go in the weeds. Mm-hmm. We we, we sure. want everybody right. to come out and enjoy um, a show we put together. A very good show. The Crawdads and the Boomers, lo- two very popular local love bands. Um, and then we're bringing in Papa Molly from New Orleans, who was founding member of the Killer Bees, and so he's going to return and um, and um, bring some local people in along with his band from New Orleans and. We're just really excited about a show, and of course, you know, the rest of the weekend, my bug madness. This, this um, was, you know, a year that we just did a little rewind on Thursday night. It's going to so. be fun. But l- let me ask you this, Terry: a lot of the hosts of this private show happen to be lawyers, um, who put oh, up we who, who put up yeah, a lot of understand. money. 
Uh, are you anticipating that A-Train sues you? Well, I mean, you know, um, we all I can say is that we had already put a lot of money into it. And, um, and, um, and we do understand that uh, some of the hosts of that party are lawyers. We, all, we also have lawyers on our board. Okay. So we were advised to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But in the meantime, the show must go on, and Mudbug Madness is going to be great, and I'm sure A-Train's uh, performance will be great at their, um, at their uh, performance, and, uh, you know, hope everybody will get a little bit of, of what they want. Well, I, I, I hope you guys, honestly, I hope you can work it out. It, you know, it just doesn't look good all the way around. Uh, really for either side. Um, but will this, will this um, you know, make the board or get you guys to look at your contracts and maybe change your contract writing, you know, the way they're written in the future? Well, honestly, our contracts, um, when we bring out-of-town bands in, um, our contracts are written to where there is a 30-day um, non-performance clause um, within a certain mile radius. Um, now, we don't do that for um, local bands because that's how they make their living. Right. Um, but um, but we honestly, we th- this contract, because they are not a... Uh, because they're not a band that's performing today. You know, they're a band that's been disbanded. Um, we just gave them one of our local contracts because they didn't have a contract of their own. And so our local con and we had no, we had no idea that, that another performance since we were, since we were bringing them back together, we had no idea another performance would, would come up. Okay, one, was, one, one more thing. If this group of rich folks that are hosting them hears this and goes, hey, I don't want to keep them from playing Mudbug Madness. Let's move our event. Mm-hmm. Is this fixable now or is it too late? Well, unfortunately, you know, we're just going five to ten that night and I don't have a, a place for them because I've already booked another band. Mm. Um, you know, so I would have, look, we, 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 gave, we gave them... We gave them time to discuss it and get back to us, and and we we they did, and mm. um, and so we had to move forward with a decision. I got gotcha. you, Terry Matthews, Mudbug Madness Queen. Thanks for being open with us this morning and so early, and we appreciate it. If anything changes, please let us know. I sure will. Thank y'all. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Terry. One hundred one seven. One seven F seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty, uh, yeah we're boomers. Boomers, we forgot. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Thank you. I take that as a compliment. Uh, me too. And of course they're going. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board that says, "Can y'all tell us who A Train is?" All right, millennials. And that caught me off guard. Yeah, that caught me off guard a little bit, Aaron, because. <laughs> As I grew up here, born in Shreveport, so uh, you know we used to go to the square back in the late seventies, early eighties. 
Who's, um, who's A-Train? Now, that's funny. I know. That is funny. I, I mean, know. That, like I they say, were they, monsters. They played at the freaking World's Fair in New Orleans. It was They're, a local band mm-hmm. featuring uh, John Howe on horns, uh, uh, Bruce Flett. Mickey Honeycutt Mickey for Mickey Honeycutt sang lead vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very popular. They got air, radio airplay. Sounds like Bonnie while. Raitt, but she was before Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. I mean, she's an... You can see it right she, now at keelnews.com. She's a thing, but had this power... See powerhouse voice. Go see the videos of A Train, keelnews.com, from the World's Fair, from performances around the South. I put a bunch of videos in the post this morning because, you know, people are really ticked that A Train's not playing in the Shreve Square reunion show. They were the Shreve Square band. Yeah. And that building that collapsed in Shreve Square was the happening spot Humphreys in the 80s. in the square. It was the spot. And A-Train was the band. And I worked at Chelsea's mm-hmm. uh, right on the corner. Used oh. to be TGR. Well, it was a hardware store 100 years yes. ago. Um, it, the Blind Tiger now. But it, and, uh, it, the A-Train was a monster band oh, yeah. in this town. I mean, it was, everybody went to their shows. It was, if you if you knew Mickey Honeycutt, you were somebody. <laughs> I mean, it was a big, big deal. The the Flat brothers, they, I mean, they were just incredible. They, I, know, you know, I know Buddy Flat. Uh, I don't okay. really know Bruce that well, but I do know Buddy. He's still, he's still around. Is he? He's okay. still around. He's still playing. Oh, wow. He okay. does like some acoustic shows and, and he still performs. There's Still gonna now. Now they canceled. If you're just joining us, Mudbug Madness was is doing a Shreve Square reunion show a week from tonight at Mudbug's opening night called Mudbug Madness Rewind. Mm-hmm. And is- they were going to feature A Train, the Boomers, the Crawdads, some other bands. Um, because A Train booked a show this Saturday night for a private event, um, the board of Mudbug Madness felt like it was that was kind of diluting. The big reunion show they had planned and promoted and spent money on. They were flying people in for the show. Um, And so their board voted to cancel the A-Train performance as part of that Rewind show. A-Train's, you know, uh, it's not us, it's them. But I, you know, I see the point. But yet, I also see that that's only a show for three hundred people. That you know, well, are it's high a rollers. Private and, show. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like they're doing a concert at Municipal Auditorium. And we would all still go out and see A Train. Absolutely, there are I, thousands sure, that would go. But you should have put that in the contract too. You know, if you didn't want them to have a private show ahead of time, they want us to make some money on this event. But they also could have done it next Saturday, and it would have been fine. So I see both sides. But I really was looking forward to seeing A Train at Mudbug. I was really stoked. But that's who A Train is. If people for the millennials and the what are they the Gen, Gen Xs? Z's. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, A Train was a monster band in this community, yeah. big time. Yeah. Oh. Disappointing. Yeah, Disappointing, and it, it just doesn't look good. I'm I'm uh, sorry, but like it just it. doesn't look good. I, I hate that. Don't like it. Uh, we've got a celebrity crawfish eating contest. Next Friday, yeah, you're you going and down. I, mm-hmm. mano a mano, <laughs> Mike and McCarty. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. What a what.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty talking about the 80s. Mm-hmm. Shreve Square. Yeah. Tell me, because I, I still don't understand. Yeah, okay, I'm an idiot. Why did the mall concept, why did that die off? I, th- it I seems think- like it just, it, that makes sense to me. Well, I think what happened was people don't want to go in and have to go search for the store they want. Like if you wanted to go to Victoria's Secret and it was somewhere on the innards of the mall. Right. People would rather drive up to like the Target Shopping Center. So we're just lazy. Lazy. It's lazy. We want what we want now. We don't want to have to go wander around and find what we want. We want to go in, go to the store we want and come out. Now, I don't know if that's going to change and revert back, uh, which would be kind of cool. I think so. But we have malls dying all over America. I mean, there's a documentary about, you know, the death of the mall and how they're failing all over the country. And what's happened is, you know, the big retail stores, the Sears of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and those big companies, they've pulled out. They've, they've had troubles. And so as they close, when you don't have the big anchors at the malls, then the malls start failing because right. you don't have the big stores. Uh, you still have Dillard's at Mall St. Vincent, Mall St. Vincent still has, yeah, Dillard's, but... Uh, and what's still at Pierre Bozier? You got Dillard's. Do you have a JCPenney still there? Uh, at, I think I think JCPenney is still there. Uh, Foot Locker, Claire's, okay. uh, Spencer's. But the only big, big anchor stores are Dillard's and JCPenney. The Sears is gone. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, no Sears. Whatever that big stage was on one side, stage or whatever it was, that's gone. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I understand a lot. A lot has gone online. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I understand that you can almost go is the brick and mortar store concept going to disappear yeah that's the worry that you know that i mean that people really are is. buying cars online i don't know how you buy a car without going and driving it i've done that three times but okay but gonna... <laughs> but you've you've driven that car before no no none you've of the bought, three you bought a model of a car that you've never driven yeah yeah. Really? Did you get in such it and a go, good deal. oh, I hate this. I can't see out of it. The visibility no. is poor. Uh, I, it doesn't I got, fit. I was younger. I was way younger, mind you. So I wasn't as persnickery. And one of them I bought for my mom because um, I knew she needed a new car. I knew she kind of liked the look. So I bought a Lincoln for my mom. It was a few few years old. I say bought it for my mom. Mom paid for it, but I arranged it to be delivered to her house. But yeah, what I did was I found a guy on eBay who was a um, an, an executive with General Motors, and he got a new car every four years. Now, he's an executive with, uh, I'm sorry, with Ford. And so I would just buy his car that he was getting ready to get rid of. <laughs> and it was a great car. It right. always was. So anyway. I, I, was just, I don't know. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand. Yeah. But then I'm an idiot. I'm a boomer. <laughs> I don't do think I'd say? do it again. 1017 FM 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And we were talking talking about the death of malls and uh, some of the messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. We can, we, 
We have great, we have great listeners. Mm-hmm. Just pretty incredible. Uh, BL says malls die because online shopping, which is what I said. I understand that. Rising crime rates, gas prices, reclusive people. Boy, has that happened a lot. Lack of socialization. Mm-hmm. Aaron, somebody, the those young kids today, I mean, it's incredible, the, the dependency on the phone. Yeah. And not just having to call it. It's, yeah, so new generations spend their money mm-hmm. differently. Another uh, message. The mall makes sense when you don't have Amazon at your fingertips. Right. Gas is up. Crime discourages you from going out. The towns are ugly. Genuinely, look at any medium-sized town or larger in the U.S. If it's dangerous to go out, it costs a lot to get there, and it's not guaranteed you'll find what you want. That's part of the problem, too. I know I, I had a shopping outing one day. I was determined, <laughs> determined to get a beautiful, thick, white comforter. I want, okay. Once my kids were out of the house, didn't have a dog, I thought, I want a white, a beautiful, thick, white down comforter. Mike, I went to 10 local places to uh, find one, and, yeah, and they're not, yeah. and, you know, they have them at Walmart, but they're, they're not the kind, they're not the quality you want. So I had to order it online. Everybody you would tried. say, every, you know, I'd go to the stores. I'd go to the Bed Bath & Beyonds and the J.C. Penney's and the, and the Dillard's. And we can order you one. We can we can get, yeah, I can order one too. Right. I want, I <laughs> right. want to see it. I right. want to feel it. I want to touch it. I want to see if it's thick enough for me. The right white. There's a zillion colors of white. Uh, anyway, I was frustrated. But I tried. I did try. And, and sometimes, but you know, you got You need something. You know, you got to. I, I I need to get this. Mm-hmm. You know, today, by the way, yeah, is our 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 uh, wedding anniversary. Is this forty? No, thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay. Thirty eight years. Thirty eight. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. To you and, and I. Dina? And, and I needed to, like yesterday because I waited, so I had to get the gift. Oh, and and if I ordered the vacuum cleaner bags, it would oh. st- still take like two days, even with prime shipping. Oh, so please tell me you didn't give them to her yet. No, if to- you gave them to her already, you'd be dead. So no, you didn't <laughs> give them to her yet. She'd have killed you. She doesn't, on, well, she doesn't work the vacuum cleaner anyway. She doesn't. No, I actually got one for Christmas because she says it doesn't fit her hand. <laughs> Wait, you got story. her one for Christmas? No. No, she, she gave got you one. Me one. Yeah. Did you really? Ooh, wow. Ooh, <laughs> wow. That's a good way to kill a marriage. I'm just telling you. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I was kind of excited. <laughs> well, it is 38 years. I got to say, you know, I got to say, excitement for you guys is a little oh, different. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Now, what will she get you? Nothing. She, would you, she just bought a new car. That's, that's where her, so we're. So that's for no, you. I, I say nothing. It's, you know, you'll get a little, sweet card and all that good stuff. Yeah, I found a really cool card. I'm excited about. Oh, good. I haven't given it to her yet. So Are y'all I'd, going out for dinner? Uh, hadn't talked about it. Don't yes, know. your answer is yes. We're going to do a great romantic <laughs> dinner tonight. <laughs> Of course you are, she Mike. She does not like to spend money on things like that. I told you, I got I got her a tennis bracelet one year for our anniversary, mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, take that back." Well, you know, at least supersize it tonight. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Just let her get the large, oh, large boy. diet coke. Yeah. Mike and McCarty, Lamar Gorey, uh, Cato Parish School Superintendent, joining us after the local news. 1017 FM 710.
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Cattle Parish School Superintendent Dr. Lamar Gorey joining us. Uh, doctor, good morning. Thanks for taking time. I know you're busy this uh, time of year. Good morning. Yeah, certainly had a great graduation move this morning as I head to three more graduations. 45% are done. So uh, looking forward to three today and three tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw your pictures from uh, my alma mater, Northwood High School, where the N stands for knowledge. Uh, <laughs> everybody looks so happy. <laughs> what, right. What, what is your message for, the, for our graduates? You know, this year we're really talking a lot about all of the things that have happened over the last 13 years that's prepared them uh, for, for the rest of their life. And, our, you know, I often talk about and truly believe those best lessons you learned in kindergarten, those things like sharing and being kind and uh, how those things are all in their backpack and will be there for them as they go through life. Have the graduations been relatively smooth, no big brouhaha's or, or kerfuffles at any of them so far? Well, Aaron, I can't answer that question until Friday after the last one, but I will say uh, so excited and happy for the families and the children, uh, young adults, I should say, who are transitioning to the next phase of life, and uh, I've left everyone happy. Let's say all the graduates, I've left them happy and really excited for, for our community and our families. Okay, let's shift gears, because I am, I am very confused about this pay raise mess. Um, with state lawmakers on the House side, deciding to instead of putting a pay raise in the budget for teachers they're going to pay down the retirement debt and then send that savings on to you i guess in 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 a pile of money and then you're going to pass the pay raise on what is the flaw in in how they're handling this is there well what i well additionally when you said you're confused i wanted to say get in line yeah but uh, <laughs> but I figure since I work here, I won't say that. Uh, there is some absolute confusion with, with this option. Uh, you know, the concern mainly being that what's the timeline on when you would actually see the revenue to be able to actually put it into the hands of our very deserving employees? Uh, that's one of the biggest questions. But, you know, we have also had a very aggressive plan in place to pay off uh, or to pay to that unfunded, uh, that those accrued debts as it relates to retirement, but this would certainly be a change in that plan. So my, my, my hopes is that we do, uh, the Senate will reinstate and the House will approve uh, the teacher pay raises as presented so that we can get that in the hands of our employees as quick as possible. But the, the House version, and help me with this, please, because there's teachers listening that are about to wrap up their school year. The House plan doesn't mandate you pass that money on his raises does it well it does not mandate that but uh you know being realistic as much as they're pushing that narrative it would be challenging for a board not to do that uh and and i certainly think our board would struggle with not doing that if that's the purpose of the dollars but let me explain something just for the public and i'll explain this at a 400 foot level there's like a fee that we incur every month that pays toward the retirement and future retirement of people that work in school systems now, there's a plan in place to where we've done increased payments for several, several years uh, to, so that we do make sure that that debt is manageable. 
But what the, what, they, what the House is asking for is to increase that payment and ultimately pay that pay that debt down quicker. So and then those are less dollars that would come out of our pocket that we could give back to teachers. Question is, when do you see the actual money? Right. If you want to give them a raise now, this year, this fall, you're not going to have that money available yet. Right. And we really, uh, you know, with the things that we're seeing with teacher shortages, uh, the things that we're seeing just with cost of living, uh, the things that we're seeing with the just, just what our teachers and employees deserve, we hope we get this money uh, now so that we can give it to teachers now. Okay. The, there's been some talk about a $2,000 raise, a $3,000 raise. Uh, the the more the merrier, right? You know, I, I do understand the need to be responsible fiscally, but, you know, so sure, the more the merrier. But I, I have no problem with that being a $2,000, you know, bonus if that is what is in the fiscal best interest of our community. Uh, I would question anything less than that because I know uh, we all know the size of the surplus, and we certainly do need to uh, devote a, 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 a fair part of that to equipping our children with those skills that I've described uh, for kids as they leave our school system. Talking with Dr. Lamar Gorey, Cattle Parish School Superintendent. Dr. Gorey, I apologize we didn't uh, talk with you beforehand about this, but uh, let me ask you about the legislation in front of uh, Louisiana right now about holding back third graders if they don't pass the grade reading level. Um, How do you feel about that? You know, Louisiana, I should say, has tried that before, and it was a colossal failure. I do think that the the systems need to build in processes of intervention and make sure that we're providing students with those necessary interventions for them to recapture or to gain those skills that they need. That does not mean you have to stay in a classroom uh, with children that are younger than you. I do believe it's going to create an overage problem where we're going to have overage students uh, being students overage in different grade levels. And ultimately, I feel, you know, frankly, it's going to affect schools of poverty more if you look at uh, the, the literacy rates. And I do believe in a system as in an urban system like Cattle Parish, we certainly have interventions in place at all our schools to help students to be successful at the grade level that they should be. Are so you I, are, are, are you actively talking to lawmakers and and asking them to vote against this proposal? Well, that depends on what active looks like, Aaron. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I've made my you know my feelings known about that, uh, but you know, I, I'm not down there every day lobbying. If that's, if that's, but you're if calling that's, them. You're you're calling them and saying you think it's a bad bill. Correct. Yes. Okay. I don't find but that but if students can't perform at the level, why should they be progressed forward? You're just setting them up to to fall further behind. It seems. Right. If you look at the research around retention, it does not support your comment uh, in the respect that keeping them there doesn't necessarily mean they're going to perform at that grade level either. However, what you do is I really I believe every child has a fundamental right to be taught at their age appropriate grade level. Now, what do you do to support that even when they're struggling? Uh, at their grade level is where you make the difference. And that's the intervention part that school systems have to build into our school days, into our after-school programs, into our high-dose tutoring programs. What are those things that we're doing to bring kids up? Children will perform at the level that you push them to. 
and it, with high expectations and high quality instruction, they will they can come up without being left in the same third grade class that they were not successful in last year. You brought up a great point, and this was part of the debate the other day. If you watched it, there were some lawmakers who said we're blaming the child. Maybe we should blame the teacher. And you talked to you just now said high quality uh, leadership and education. Is this partially a teacher issue? I know that's hard for you to say as the superintendent, but could that be part of the problem in some schools? You know, what I think we have to do is all on our parts. I think we have to look at high-quality parenting. I think we look at high-quality teaching. I think we have to look at high-quality resources. I think we have to look at high-quality leadership. I think if everyone owns a part of this and not look at it, look at it from the perspective of fault, we will build for children quicker that way. So I think everyone needs to own a piece of it. Gotcha. Sorry for throwing that one at you this morning. It just was a big, oh. big topic, and I knew you were on top of it. Thank you for your time, sir. That's a softball, Eric. Come on. Now. <laughs> wait, wait. You want a hardball? Let me, let me dig. Don't, no, <laughs> Not yet. I don't want to give McCarty Hall hardball. No. Well, congrats to the graduates. Have another great long day today and tomorrow. I, I, I so admire you for uh, what you do. When you have the pleasure of shaking 2,200 hands, uh, it's just hard to describe what an amazing feeling it is. And, I, you know, all, any graduates that are listening to our families, congratulations and certainly wish you the best in life. I'll send you some hand sanitizer. Oh, you were just, yeah. you beat me to it. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Gorey. Take I'm care. I'm building up my immune system for the war. Oh, I bet you are. Thank you, sir. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh-huh. What a way. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Earlier this morning, we spoke with Terry Matthews from Mudbug Madness, and we'll uh, we'll play that later this morning mm-hmm. uh, because there's uh, there's an issue. A lot of people excited about a train performing uh, a week from tonight was scheduled for a Mudbug Madness rewind night with the Boomers mm-hmm. and the Crawdads, and. Uh, but A Train, the Mudbug Madness board said they, no, you scheduled a concert the weekend before our reunion show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that is not what we agreed upon. It waters down our planned reunion show, which we spent money on flying people in for, um, promoting, spending thousands of dollars promoting, and your pre show which was a private event, which is a private event, mm-hmm. um, you have to, you have to, be invited um waters down our reunion show and we can't have that they tried to get them to move that show to after the Mudbug performance but that never happened um so a train has a gig scheduled this saturday night a private show <clears throat> i think about 300 people were invited i'm not sure if that number's accurate or not it's about 10 15 couples that have gone in and i guess pooled their money and hired a train to come perform at their event um and the mudbug board voted to disinvite a train which is exactly what they did um it's not in the contract the a train contract with mudbug madness that they can't book another show um there are some discussions that there may be a legal kerfuffle over this 
A-Train's folks, I reached out to them yesterday, and they didn't comment other than to say, you know, talk to the Mudbug Madness people, but they did post a message saying, we've been canceled. That's a bummer. Terry also mentioned, though, that there was nothing in the contract that said we couldn't cancel. Right. They could cancel at any point, right. which is what they did. And I asked, Terry, you know, is there a way to salvage this? Could A-Train move this Saturday night show to later, next mm-hmm. Saturday night perhaps, and then still play at Mudbug Badness? And it sounded like, no, we've already filled the spot, yeah. um, and we've moved on. It's just disappointing. I mean, I was so looking forward to A-Train at Mudbug <sighs> Badness. I mean, of course... We can, you know, there are people that I could squeeze in and get invited to the private show if I wanted to or what, you know, but I still, I would want to see them at Mudbug Madness Absolutely. and sit at that table and eat my mud bugs and my crawfish etouffee and, Down at you know, Festival Plaza. get up and dance like an idiot again and pretend like I'm 25 again. <laughs> you know, that's what I wanted to do. And there are people that are listening that are going, who the heck is A-Train? Right. Yeah. We got some messages earlier when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. A-Train, A-Train was a, it was an extremely popular band, mm-hmm. local band, uh, late 70s into the 80s. Yes. Even got radio airplay, had a, had a little, you know, local hit mm-hmm. uh, on the radio. Played, Played at the World's Fair yes. in New Orleans. I mean, you can see some of those videos. I went and dug it up last night. So at keelnews.com, you can see some of the A-Train videos from the past. Mickey Honeycutt was, had a legendary voice like Bonnie Raitt before Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. I mean, she had that just gut-wrenching soul of a Very voice. Very powerful voice. Oh, yeah. And people love that band. They followed them wherever they went. Um, and this reunion show was going to be Oh, the bomb diggity. And I was excited about it. I was worried about you for next Friday morning because I was thinking, if I stay up too late and, and shake too much of this, I could throw a hip out. You know, I was thinking Friday morning could be a, a hip. Oh, yeah, hip, you hip. don't need any more issues. Uh, no, no more you replacements. You don't need any more yeah. physical issues. So I was thinking this could be an interesting Friday morning, and um, I was excited about it. I mean, I'll probably still go to the show, part of the early part of it, but I was looking forward to A-Train. I mean, seriously. And now... Yeah. Now you have to look back. Yeah, or Mike. get invited to the private show. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM. 7. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike in McCarty you you were we ne- we do need to talk this morning at some point about the Shreveport police officers the the former officers who were on trial in federal court um, accused of violating the civil rights of Chico Bell and Damon Robinson during a twenty twenty traffic stop the officers have all three William Eisenhower DeAndre Jackson and Travian Brooks have been found not guilty. They were charged with uh, civil rights violations for using excessive force. Uh, The DA ultimately determined early on that he was not going to pursue charges in the criminal court. The feds indicted them, and now the the verdict is in. Now, these officers can now ask for their jobs back. Um, Probably will be able to get back pay and, you know, all their benefits reestablished. People held a demonstration at the courthouse yesterday. 
Um, now they were they were upset about this one, and they were also upset about the other case at Mansfield and Valley View where the man was killed, um, and saying that these officers should be in jail and shouldn't be back on the force. I, I guess it's de- you know you're going to have to determine if you're the police chief, um, you know, n- not guilty now. Um, DA didn't pursue charges. Uh, it, would there be anything that would keep them from being back on the force? I guess he could look at the video and say, hey, that's not policy, What you how you handled it. Mm-hmm. That wasn't according to policy. So we'll have to wait and see what the chief is going to do with these guys. And do they want their jobs back? Or do they go to another agency, perhaps? I'm not sure. But um, a lot of folks were following this trial to see how it would happen. And it's kind of inflamed a part of our community now that you get a not guilty verdict. So we're going to have to keep a close eye on that because people are upset. Louisiana State Police released video of the Valley View mm-hmm. uh, shooting. Right. Was that would did they go as far to say that it was justified? They haven't ruled yet. They just released the video. Okay. They haven't issued a ruling. They're still investigating, um, and that will include you know any other information from witnesses. They will continue to to see if there's any other video, um, and they will interview all the officers involved and and. Find out exactly what happened. But they did determine that he did exit the car with a gun. They did. They did. They, they th- That's pretty definitive. They say it's pretty clear on the videos that you can see the gun. Um, and, you know, that's... For me, that's a game changer. And I, and I know yeah. there are people that are going to disagree with me that um, they didn't have to shoot him. But if he's got a gun and you see a gun... That immediately, your life is then in danger. Absolutely. Um, and, and that was a, how did he modify it? You know better than me. I don't know how they well, do that. Well, he had an extended magazine, okay. which which I don't know how many rounds he had available. Uh, it, it was a Glock 9mm that also had a switch that made it fully automatic. Mm-hmm. So once you pull the trigger, it fires until either you let go of the trigger or the the magazine yeah. empties. Yeah. So I just... Uh, it's it's troubling. It really is. It, and and you the know. use of deadly force can be implemented if if somebody were to take your taser, right. because they can then incapacitate you. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. You know. So if he had a if he had a gun, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it'll be interesting to to see their determination. Absolutely. Micah McCarty, one hundred one seven FM seven. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel. Also a free download the Keel News app. That's how you connect with us on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Mike and McCarty. You and just I forgot. Gotta... Yeah, I forgot to mention something else. But on the other deal with the officers, I got another text, which is true, and I and I failed to mention the Civil Service Board could reinstate those officers. So for what it's worth, um, I also we had a couple of cases. Um, a sixteen year old is caught bringing a gun to school at Bird High. Uh, Caddo Deputy is the SRO officer there and and found the gun. Now, how long ago was this? Yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and we also have a case of a, um, a man making terroristic threats to the courthouse and to the juvenile court and to Gingerbread House and to Volunteers for Youth Justice. And deputies were working that case, and, and uh, 
they're they're um, bringing the charges against a man who's. Uh, they found all kinds of stuff. Now, he's also charged with battery on the, the officers. Yeah, he got, uh, when I guess whenever they went to serve the warrant, he went ballistic and started fighting them. He, mm-hmm. he elbowed one cop in the face and put somebody in a headlock. Yeah. And, yeah. So, Caddo deputies still investigating that case. And, you know, we'll keep you posted on that. But, it you know, those things continue to happen. And I'm hopeful they believe that the student at Bird. Um, is a known member of, you know, uh, he's affiliated with local gangs. So they they caught that gun at the school and got it off the campus. Thank God, because he'd already been um, accused of bringing a gun to another campus, I believe. So they've got that teenager in custody now. I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, Okay, you know. in an instance like that, what is it going to take to go, okay, you, you've you exhausted your, your free passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to do it some sort of other schooling. You're not welcome among the masses anymore. I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. I don't know what they're going to ultimately do. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty. I did get a text from my wife. By the way, today is our anniversary. Happy anniversary! Thank you very much. Is it Thirty-two years. Eight. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Nineteen eighty-five. Mm-hmm. Thirty-eight years is diamonds. Like you're supposed to buy her a lot of diamonds, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, you, you prove that with her, okay? Yeah, not gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. No, she's very practical. Okay. Very practical. Not doesn't doesn't like you know like like if you order you know here's a dozen roses. No, no. Take them back. She doesn't. She wouldn't even enjoy them because it's 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 that's wasting money. So anniversary dinner? You going out? We are going out tonight. Good. Yeah. Okay. Gonna well, enjoy. Out. So yeah. Like you're gonna present her the diamonds while you're at uh, yeah. dinner. <laughs> yeah. Could get some cubic zirconiums. I'm happy for our buddy, uh, Rusty Scarborough. Rusty, yes, they had their big um, community meeting last night to talk about what they're going to do at the new when they build the new Walter B. Jacobs Park. You know, they're building a new building. I know that's exciting. Um, They got the twenty million dollar bond proposal passed for for making monster changes out there. And if you've never been to the Walter B. Jacobs Park, it's out near Blanchard. You just Google it. You'll be able to find directions. This place is incredible. It's really neat. They got some really cool trails. mm -hmm, But they are going to shut it down. They're going to build a new 13,000-square-foot building. They're tearing the old building down, which is about 2,000 square feet. Building a 13,000-square-with-a with a like auditorium where you can have big crowds. They can bring more schools through. They're going to have more exhibits. I mean, they're going to have a—it's going to be a destination now. For kids all over the region, when schools want to come and see nature and do anything with regard to nature, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. At that park, my kids have been, have run around that park for years. And when I bring them back as grown men and take them out there, they're going to go, oh, my gosh. Now, what's the projected dates? Do, do we know? Yeah, 2025. So it's oh, going to be shut wow. down for about 18 months. Wow. So I don't know what he's going to do with all the red beans and lice he likes to cook. I'm not <sighs> sure. 
But um, he, you know, he cooks, makes cookies with bugs and all that. And so I'm not sure what he's going to do, but I'm very excited for it. It's monster progress for, for this park. And it's one of the jewels in our community. A few weeks ago, uh, the Scottish Tartan Festival in Minden, mm-hmm. uh, he was out there with uh, a couple of his, you know, the raptors, the birds. Uh, it's always fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was really, I got a chance to talk to him for just a little bit. Didn't yeah. talk about the new place. He's such a good guy. And, and he does such great work for the kids. But, you know, they've struggled with not having enough parking. They don't have room for enough buses to come through. They're going to solve that problem. This is going to be one of those places, you know, if you're going to bring a group of kids to Shreveport, you may want to take them to Cyport, the aquarium, and Walter Jacobs. Make a whole long day of it. Um, or pick two of the, I mean, it's just going to be beautiful. Yeah. And it's a, one of those parks, it's free. You go do everything just for free. It, yeah. It's amazing. Kids can run and, and name bugs, and um, he's got the owls Eat out lice. there. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I love those days. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh. Shreveport, uh, Shreveport's Mudbug Madness had a, an event scheduled with uh, A-Train, the Boomers, the Crawdads, but they canceled A-Train. We'll talk about that next hour, Mike and McCarty. 1017 FM, 710 Q. By the way, the word I was looking for was sequins. Thank you. That's the, it. Yeah. The, the, the sequins were just okay. sewn onto a shoe mm-hmm. for the ruby slippers. They look yeah. kind of cheesy when you see them in real life, but on camera, they looked amazing. Mm-hmm. 101.7 FM, 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline with Mudbug Madness, Terry Matthews. Terry, what's your official title? What's you, are you the head bug? What, what's... Queen of Mudbug Madness? I, I like it. I am, I am the head bug, the head, am, but, the head. or, or some people call me bug balls. Bug boss is bug boss. I like that. Yeah, bug boss of mud bug madness. Well, we've got kind of a you're kind down of, in the you're down in the mud today. Yeah, kind of an issue going on. A train scheduled to perform at your mud bug madness rewind night, which is tonight, by the way, next Thursday. That's no, what I said. Thursday. Next Thursday. <laughs> next Thursday. Gosh, not this weekend. No. It's next weekend. Right. Uh, I'm trying to rush it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is time to change. Terry, this is not this is not a good look, is it? Tell us what happened. What's going on? Well, first of all, let me say that there um, is no one more disappointed in, in um, the fact that A-Train's not performing at Mud Bug Madness than we are because we had... Uh, when we came up with this uh, idea of opening a night early and having a rewind night, um, you know, that was our idea, and we were very excited. And we worked really, really hard to organize it and promote it. We reaching out to, to bands and bringing... You had a few local the- bands scheduled that yeah. uh, get back together from you know, yeah. the old days, if you will. It was A-Train. Who else was scheduled or is scheduled? Uh, the Boomers and the Crawdads, right? And we were and very excited, very excited. Had already started advertising, promoting heavily, put a lot of time and effort and money into it. But we promoted it as a reunion night of bands, and um, and that was our intention from the beginning. And it was our idea to have reunion bands. That's why we called it Rewind Night. 
And um, then it came to our attention just through the grapevine a couple of weeks ago that A-Train had booked a reunion performance four days before their performance at Mudbuck. And um, so it negated our efforts of having them be a reunion performance. Um, since they were going to do that four days earlier, but now and so when so we um, so we had to move forward. We had to make, you know we put it before the board, and the board was like, "No, that's not what we that was not our intention." But well, isn't that a private show they're doing? A, yeah. That wasn't open to the public, was it? Well, it's a large private show. To a the tune of how many show. how many people are they anticipating for that private show? One of the band members told me over three hundred people. Okay. That's a small concert. Now, now wait a minute, Terry Matthews, Mudbug Madness Queen. Does your contract prohibit that? It does not, but it also doesn't say we can't cancel. Did you try to work uh-huh. something out with them to try to negotiate? Kind of, hey, let's let's fix this. Um. Yeah, and like I said, you know, I told you yesterday, Aaron. I'm, you know, I'm not going to go in the weeds. This is our statement. We're um, we're even telling people, hey, if you want to see a train, get in touch with them. Maybe you can get in their little private party. I mean, we're look, like I said, nobody is more disappointed than we are. But we've moved forward with a good show, and you know the show must go on. And is this fixable uh, between now and then? Could they move that private show to like the following Saturday night, and that would fix it? Well, yeah, we we asked, we had asked them. Um, we we didn't get. Um, we didn't get much communication after we told them that we were unhappy. Gave them a couple, of, uh, you know, called them, said, hey, you know, our board is about to vote on this. They're not happy. And um, and then it just, the communication kind of went silent. Um, well, not kind of. The communication went silent. I, I, I know, I know you, you, you know, you and the board feel like that, you know, that negates your personally and and this is all i know about it is what 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 you know what i've heard this morning um god terry i don't think so i think this i think it would still be a fantastic show there are uh, thousands of people that will show up that won't have the opportunity to see the private party and we're excited to see a train and, and it'll be a reunion for them and and i think i don't think it would negate mudbug madness's you know impact at all well, you know, there's a lot of, and I understand that, Mike. I understand where you're coming from. Um, uh, uh, you know, but but what what we ask people to understand is there are a lot of more details, many of them financial, that we put into it. Um, mm-hmm. That it's just it, it was not professionally done. It was it was. It was not professionally done. We don't feel it was um, ethically done. Um, and, um, you know, the fact that we weren't even aware of it, we heard from the, through the grapevine. Um, while we had put some money into, you know, things like plane tickets and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's like I said, there's a lot more details. We don't want to go in the weeds. Mm-hmm. We we, we sure. want everybody right. to come out and enjoy um, a show we put together. A very good show. The Crawdads and the Boomers, two very popular local love bands. 
Um, and then we're bringing in Papa Molly from New Orleans, who was founding member of the Killer Bees. And so he's going to return and um, and um, bring some local people in along with his band from New Orleans. And we're just really excited about a show. And, of course, you know, the rest of the weekend, Mudbug Madness, this, this um, was, you know, a year that we just, did a little rewind on Thursday night. It's going to be fun, but l- let me ask you this, Terry. A lot of the hosts of this private show happen to be lawyers um, who put oh, up, we who, under- who put up yeah, a lot of money. Under- uh, are you anticipating that A-Train sues you? Well, I mean, you know, um, we. all I can say is that we had already put a lot of money into it, and... Um, and um, and we do understand that uh, some of the hosts of that party are lawyers. We all, we also have lawyers on our board, okay. so we were advised to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know we'll we'll see how that works out. But in, in the meantime, the show must go on, and Mudbug Madness is going to be great. And I'm sure A Train's uh, performance will be great at their um, at their uh, performance and. Um, you know, hope everybody will get a little bit of of what they want. Well, I, I I hope you guys honestly. I hope you can work it out. You know, it just doesn't look good all the way around, uh, really for either side. Um, but will this will this um, you know make the board or get you guys to look at your contracts and maybe change your contract writing? You know, the way they're written in the future. Well, honestly, our contracts. Um, when we bring out-of-town bands in, um, our contracts are written to where there is a 30-day um, non-performance clause um, within a certain mile radius. Um, now, we don't do that for um, local bands because that's how they make their living. Right. Um, but um, but we honestly, we th- this contract, because they are not a... Uh, because they're not a band that's performing today. You know, they're a band that's been disbanded. Um, we just gave them one of our local contracts because they didn't have a contract of their own. And so our local con and we had no, we had no idea that, that another performance since we were, since we were bringing them back together, we had no idea another performance would, would come up. Okay, and one was, one one more thing. If this group of rich folks that are hosting them hears this and goes, "Hey, I don't want to keep them from playing Mudbug Madness. Let's move our event." Mm-hmm. Is this fixable now or is it too late? Well, unfortunately, you know, we're just going 5 to 10 that night and I don't have a a place for them because I've already booked another band. Mm. Um, you know, so I would have look, we 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 gave we gave them we gave them time to discuss it and get back to us and and we we they did and mm. um and so we had to move forward with a dis- One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I'm mad at Greg Adams. Mad I'm, I'm at Greg furious. Adams. I'm furious with him. Okay. 
I I do not probably have like... to stand in line, but I don't know what yeah. this is. About, <laughs> right? Hey, look, this isn't my first time. Okay, yeah, exactly. I do not like milk. Okay. I can't stand milk. Oh, I love it too. And ice cold. Ugh. Oh yeah. And then you put, and the only way I drink it is if it's chocolate. Okay. And you you put this thing at keelnews.com that chocolate milk could be banned in schools? Yeah. No, that can't be true. You're lying. Okay, well, what if we, hold on, let's hypothetically, let's build a scenario here. What if instead we said that all lunches for elementary school students will be served with Mountain Dew? No, 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 no. Why not? Because it's loaded with caffeine yeah, for and one sugar, thing. Okay, okay, yeah. Sprite. They all okay. get a Sprite. No, too much sugar. It's the same amount of sugar as a chocolate milk. But the only way I'm going to drink milk, which is healthy, right? Eh, it depends on who you ask. If it's got some chocolate in it. You've been listening to the milk lobby for the last 30 years. <laughs> Have I? Yeah. Got milk. I am utterly disappointed with ah, you, Greg. There you go. There you go. Um, Try goat milk. Almond milk. milk. Yeah, I almond milk, which is basically just water How do you that was milk soaked an in. Almond? You, you just you <laughs> put you put it. almonds in cheesecloth and soak it for like four hours. And the milk industry is opposing them saying calling that milk. By the way, yeah, the the milk industry is surprisingly powerful. Only the only industry that's even more powerful in the in the food world than they are mm-hmm. the corn industry, who is also going to come oh. out in uh, in opposition to this ban because. High fructose corn syrup makes right. up your sugar content. Well, who's the, the idiot milk? trying to ban chocolate milk? Who is this guy? Uh, it's the USDA. Oh, Usta. The, the rice industry, by the way, too, don't like when they take cauliflower and chop it real fine. Yeah, and call yeah. It in, rice in the state of Louisiana, you can't call it rice cauliflower anymore. There's a law now that says yeah. that you have to call it. So, so, Greg. Yeah. You know what Aaron McCarty, the seven-year-old, is going to do with that carton of milk you're going to force me to take? It's get, going in the garbage. Get a water instead. I don't know. I, it's going in the garbage. I want my chocolate milk. That's fine. We also don't want 25% of our childhood population to have juvenile diabetes and obesity. And look like this when they're 60, right? Yeah. Well, hey, look at <laughs> I'm, I'm an M&M away from 300, okay? Like, I get it. Your hair looks good today, by the way, though. Yeah, it does. I, had to, yeah. I, I forgot I had a meeting today. So you, I, made, you just <laughs> made me. I see this headline. I'm like, don't give me these headlines at, you know, 7 in the morning. Doing away with my chocolate oh, I milk. An, I used to get an extra one too oh, at lunch, yeah. which is and that's and I point that out too. Like there are people who say, "Oh, well, it should be up to the parent." Yeah. Right? Have you ever like left a seven-year-old alone with like baking chocolate and they learn <laughs> learn a lesson? Like kids will just go off. Like they're yeah. yeah. Oh lord. Speaking of school, Dr. Lamar oh. Gorey joined us earlier this morning talking about uh, graduation ceremonies locally and teacher pay. We'll hear from him at eight forty. Mike Greg's and McCarty. Got to go to timeout. One seven FM seven ten Keo. We spoke with Dr. Lamar Gorey about the uh, graduations going on in uh, Kettle Parish, as well as teacher pay raises. Mm-hmm. We'll talk with him coming up next. Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven.
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Caddo Parish School Superintendent Dr. Lamar Gorey joining us. Uh, doctor, good morning. Thanks for taking time. I know you're busy this uh, time of year. Good morning. Yeah, certainly had a great graduation move this morning as I head to three more graduations. 45% are done. So uh, looking forward to three today and three tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw your pictures from uh, my alma mater, Northwood High School, where the N stands for knowledge. Uh, <laughs> everybody looks so happy. <laughs> what, right. What, what is your message for the for our graduates? You know, this year we're really talking a lot about all of the things that have happened over the last 13 years that's prepared them uh, for, for the rest of their life. And, our, you know, I often talk about and truly believe those best lessons you learned in kindergarten, those things like sharing and being kind and uh, how those things are all in their backpack and will be there for them as they go through life. Have the graduations been relatively smooth, no big brouhaha's or, or kerfuffles at any of them so far? Well, Aaron, I can't answer that question until Friday after the last one, but I will say uh, so excited and happy for the families and the children, uh, young adults, I should say, who are transitioning to the next phase of life, and uh, I've left everyone happy. Let's say all the graduates, I've left them happy and really excited for, for our community and our families. Okay, let's shift gears, because I am, I am very confused about this pay raise mess. Um, with state lawmakers on the House side, deciding to instead of putting a pay raise in the budget for teachers they're going to pay down the retirement debt and then send that savings on to you i guess in 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 a pile of money and then you're going to pass the pay raise on what is the flaw in in how they're handling this is there well what i well additionally when you said you're confused i wanted to say get in line yeah but uh, but I figure since I work here, I won't say that. Uh, there is an absolute confusion with, with this option. Uh, you know, the concern mainly being that what's the timeline on when you would actually see the revenue to be able to actually put it into the hands of our very deserving employees? Uh, that's one of the biggest questions. But, you know, we have also had a very aggressive plan in place to pay off uh, or to pay to that unfunded, uh, that those accrued debt as it relates to retirement, but this would certainly be a change in that plan. So my, my, my hopes is that we do, uh, the Senate will reinstate and the House will approve uh, the teacher pay raises as presented so that we can get that in the hands of our employees as quick as possible. But the the House version, and help me with this, please, because there's teachers listening that are about to wrap up their school year. The House plan doesn't mandate you pass that money on his raises does it well it does not mandate that but uh you know being realistic as much as they're pushing that narrative it would be challenging for a board not to do that uh and and i certainly think our board would struggle with not doing that if that's the purpose of the dollars but let me explain something just for the public and i'll explain this at a 400 foot level there's like a fee that we incur every month that pays toward the retirement and future retirement of people that work in school systems now, there's a plan in place to where we've done increased payments for several, several years uh, to, so that we do make sure that that debt is manageable. 
but what the, what, they're, what the House is asking for is to increase that payment and ultimately pay that pay that debt down quicker. So and then those are less dollars that would come out of our pocket that we could give back to teachers. Question is, when do you see the actual money? Right. If you want to give them a raise now, this year, this fall, you're not going to have that money available yet. Right. And we really, uh, you know, with the things that we're seeing with teacher shortages. Uh, the things that we're seeing just with cost of living, uh, the things that we're seeing with the just, just what our teachers and employees deserve, we hope we get this money uh, down so that we can give it to teachers now. Okay. The, there's been some talk about a $2,000 raise, a $3,000 raise. Uh, the, the more the merrier, right? You know, I, I do understand the need to be responsible fiscally, but, you know, so sure, the more the merrier. But I have no problem with that being a $2,000, you know, bonus if that is what is in the fiscal best interest of our community. Uh, I would question anything less than that because I know uh, we all know the size of the surplus, and we certainly do need to uh, devote a, 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 a fair part of that to equipping our children with those skills that I've described uh, for kids as they leave our school system. Talking with Dr. Lamar Gorey, Cattle Parish School Superintendent. Dr. Gorey, I apologize we didn't uh, talk with you beforehand about this, but uh, let me ask you about the legislation in front of uh, Louisiana right now about holding back third graders if they don't pass the grade reading level. Um, how do you feel about that? You know, uh, Louisiana, I should say, has tried that before, and it was a colossal failure. I do think that the, the systems need to build in processes of intervention and make sure that we're providing students with those necessary interventions for them to recapture or to gain those skills that they need. That does not mean you have to stay in a classroom uh, with children that are younger than you. I do believe it's going to create an overage problem where we're going to have overage students uh, being students overage in different grade levels. And ultimately, I feel, you know, frankly, it's going to affect schools of poverty more if you look at uh, the, the literacy rates. And I do believe in a system as, in an urban system like Cattle Parish, we certainly have interventions in place in all our schools to help students to be successful at the grade level that they should be. Are so you I, are, are, are you actively talking to lawmakers and and asking them to vote against this proposal? Well, that depends on what active looks like, Aaron. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I've made my you know my feelings known about that, uh, but you know, I, I'm not down there every day lobbying. If that's, if that's, but you're if calling that's, them. You're you're calling them and saying you think it's a bad bill. Correct, yes. Okay. But, but if students can't perform at the level, why should they be progressed forward? You're just setting them up to, to fall further behind, it seems. Right. If you look at the research around retention, it does not support your comment uh, in the respect that keeping them there doesn't necessarily mean they're going to perform at that grade level either. However, what you do is I really I believe every child has a fundamental right to be taught at their age-appropriate grade level. Now, what do you do to support that even when they're struggling? Uh, if their grade level is where you make the difference. And that's the intervention part that school systems have to build into our school days, into our after-school programs, into our high-dose tutoring programs. What are those things that we're doing to bring kids up? Children will perform at the level that you push them to. 
and it, with high expectations and high quality instruction, they will they can come up without being listed in the same third grade class that they were not successful in last year. You brought up a great point, and this was part of the debate the other day. If you watched it, there were some lawmakers who said we're blaming the child. Maybe we should blame the teacher. And you talked. To, you just now said high quality uh, leadership and education. Is this partially a teacher issue? I know that's hard for you to say as the superintendent, but could that be part of the problem in some schools? You know, what I think we have to do is all on our parts. I think we have to look at high-quality parenting. I think we look at high-quality teaching. I think we have to look at high-quality resources. I think we have to look at high-quality leadership. I think if everyone owns a part of this and not look at it, look at it from the perspective of fault, we will build for children quicker that way. So I think everyone needs to own a piece of it. Gotcha. Sorry for throwing that one at you this morning. It just was a big, oh. big topic, and I knew you were on top of it. Thank you for your time, sir. Congrats to the graduates. Have another great long day today and tomorrow. I, I, I so admire you for uh, what you do. When you have the pleasure of shaking 2,200 hands, uh, it's just hard to describe what an amazing feeling it is. And I, you know, I'll- FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. I saw uh, people are posting, you know, their kids. We did our fifth grade graduation. Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) Our K-5 graduation. Yeah, our K-4. I know. I know. It makes you upset. (laughs) doesn't make me upset. It's just it's not a graduation. There are three big graduations today for Caddo Parish Schools, and then three more tomorrow, and then it's a wrap. Then all the kids are gone and um, off to college or to their professions or whatever they're going to do, community college. And, you know, I, I remember the days when the seniors left school and then the juniors, they become the hot shots on campus. That's a, that's always fun. So they got another week that. or so. Yeah. I remember that still. About you a got week, your yeah. ring. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. You got those good parking the- spots. Yeah. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, seniors get preference for parking for their cars. And um, everybody below that, you get the further out spots and and uh the rest. So, so now yeah freshman you're well you can't drive as a freshman now can you typically not till you're a sophomore well we did it was 15 when we were there i did yeah it's not 15 you got, anymore you got your learner's permit at 14 and your full full yeah. blown drive yeah. when you were 15 and which just blows my mind how how did they let that happen and i don't know how <laughs> i mean i mean last minute or so of the show i I was blessed. I was spoiled rotten. Yes, you were. Uh, you were very brothers, blessed. So I had a. I had my own car. It really wasn't my car. It was my daddy's car. But daddy let me have the car anytime I wanted it. So it went to school with me every day. And then daddy had a little runaround car if he needed to go anywhere. But um, it was really daddy's car if he wanted to do, do something in it. Why didn't he just give you the little runaround car? 
Are you serious? <laughs> Do you know me? <laughs> and you know what else he did? I don't, know, I don't know if I've told you this. It was Mr. D. Benedetto, I think was his name. He owned a Texaco gas station. And my father made a deal with him, a handshake agreement I later learned in life. He said, my daughter comes in here. You take care of her. I want her tires checked, her windshield done. Every time she's in here, I want her filled up, put it on my account. So I'd pull up in that Texaco. And my dad said, that's where you go for gas. You only go there. So I'd go there. And the fact that he had an account. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. And so Mr. D. Benedetto, he, Mr. D, he'd come out. Or the guys would come out. They'd do all my windshields, my windows. <laughs> they'd check the oil. They'd check the tires. Every gas visit, they did that. My because first it was my dad's agreement with them. was a Texaco, independently owned yep. Texaco station in Bossier on mm-hmm. Airline Drive. And same way, I, right. we had to turn our belts around backwards so the yeah. buckle didn't oh, scratch yeah. the car, the paint. And my friends, if they were with me, they would go, you don't have to pay them? <laughs> and I would say, no, they put it on my daddy's account, I think. Daddy. And the daddy, fact that she still says daddy. Daddy was my, oh man, <laughs> yes. that was my, oh, I miss that man so much. We were the only early birds in the house. Everybody else would sleep till noon. He and I'd get up. He'd give me some coffee. I'd read the sports section and the funnies, and then he we would talk about life, and that was our moments. And never forget the day I fell while we were playing basketball. The whole family fell and chipped my front tooth right there in the front. Mm. My daddy picked me up. I was ten. It was a, it was a big girl tooth too, so it wasn't a baby tooth. My daddy picked me up. He looked, and I was so upset because I cracked my front tooth, chipped the corner of it off. He goes, I just didn't think this was possible. But you look even more beautiful with a chip tooth. <laughs> oh, daddy. Mm. Makes everything better. Oh, yes, they daddy do. Daddy and daughters, mm-hmm. believe me, I understand. You bet. 1017 FM, 710 Kia.